Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today for such sweet thunder meditation program. And in this episode, I will be giving a talk on a practice where we open our heart to the present moment. Now, if you're following along in the book, Such Sweet Thunder, the first book I wrote, uh, I uh, go into detail on each of the stages of the practice. Now, you haven't have had to seen the previous episodes and gone through the previous stages to receive benefit from this talk or uh, from any of the following uh, episodes as well. You can start right here. Uh, also, if you wish to go back and review the previous episodes, that can be of great benefit. Those are available on YouTube. If you search my name or subscribe to my channel, you can catch up there. They're also available here on my Facebook page and Instagram. Uh, just go through the videos and uh, they're all there on the Facebook wall and on the Instagram TV uh, station there. So just uh, one announcement while we're waiting for people to sign in to join up. Uh, I am currently accepting uh, students for online teaching. Uh, I've been teaching online uh, successfully since 2017. Uh, but um, you know, as circumstances changes and, uh, you know, with this current uh, world situation, lots of circumstances have changed. It's a great example of impermanence. Uh, so as a result of that, uh, I have some time. So happy, happy to announce that uh, I am accepting students. So if anyone is interested in signing up for the online sessions, uh, please uh, visit my website, www.suchsweetthunder.org, and visit the online studies page. On that page uh, has all the details you'll need uh, to get started, and also has my uh, email address there as well. Okay. So, in this stage of the practice, we move into opening our heart. And as I mentioned on the advertisement for today's talk on Facebook and Instagram, uh, the word for mind in many of the uh, cultures where mindfulness comes from, the word for mind and the word for heart is the same word. In Mandarin, that's sati. In uh, Tibetan, that's chitta, which is the same as uh, Sanskrit. So when a teacher says mindfulness or put your mind on the breath or put your mind on the present moment, they might as well be saying put your heart on the breath. Put your heart in the moment. And that has a much different quality to it, right? It has a softer, softer more opening warmth to it. And so I, I think it's worth mentioning that, that uh, we open our heart to the present moment experience. And we've just lost electricity here. 
so I've gotten a bit dim on the screen, you might notice. And so we can open our heart to this present moment experience as well. Accepting whatever arises in the present moment. So that's a great example of uh, taking in the present moment into awareness. So often when we are experiencing life as it unfolds, uh, a challenge will arise, right? We all know this. And so prior to a practice of opening the heart, prior to a practice of heartfulness, we might meet that experience with resistance. We might begin to struggle against that experience. The mind starts to make up thoughts like, oh, this shouldn't be happening. Why is this happening to me? Oh, you know, this is not right. Or we, we, we enter into this struggle against the present moment. One of the great benefits of heartfulness practice or a practice where we open our heart to the present moment is that struggle and the energy required to maintain that struggle gets released. And when that energy of that struggle is released, it enters into a state of awareness. So our awareness uh, increases because we, all of that energy that we had resisting the present moment all of that energy that we were using to struggle against the present moment now becomes available for insight, for presence, and so forth, for compassion, for love and kindness. So very useful, these practices of opening the heart. So this is done in two different ways, and I'll outline them both here today. And then the next episode, uh, which will be on uh, Sunday evening if you're in America, or Monday morning if you're in Asia, on that episode I'll be guiding this meditation that I'm outlining here today. So if you've been following along, you know we started the meditation with the breath. At the very first episode of Such Sweet Thunder, we did just present moment awareness of the breath and the body. Then we expand our awareness to take in the sounds of the present moment. So hearing all of the sounds and the silence available during the meditation experience. Then we open our eyes and we take in the visual field of the present moment experience. Then we turn our awareness and notice what's happening internally, any feelings or emotions like that. And that's, so awareness is now quite large, right? We're holding breath, body, the aural field, the visual field, and the internal field. And here in this stage, we then open our heart to this expansive awareness. We open our heart to whatever's arising 
in the present moment. Like that. So we started with our sensory experience, right? The sensations of breath and body, the sensations of sound, the sensations of the visual field. And then we moved into the internal experience, emotions and feelings. And this stage can be seen as another aspect of the internal experience, opening our heart like that. Now this might sound really, you know, soft and complacent. You know, I get a lot of comments sometimes, oh, opening the heart to the present moment, that sounds really, you know, hippy-dippy, foo-foo, woo-woo stuff. But it's not. It actually requires a great deal of bravery to relinquish the struggle, to open our heart rising in the present moment. We put the shield and armor down and we accept and open to whatever is arising. Now, often I'm asked, well, you know, what does this mean exactly, opening our heart to the present moment? So during the meditation, and I'll guide this when we do the meditation, I uh, offer the idea of using a visualization here. Now, if you're doing this with your eyes open, visualization might be a bit challenging. So you can just use a memory, uh, perhaps remembering what it's like to hold a kitten. I have a kitten, so this one is very accessible for me. You know, remembering the softness of the kitten looking into her eyes, that innocence. For me, that really just allows my heart to open facilitates that heart opening. Might be a puppy for you, or meeting a friend that you haven't seen in a very long time. Uh, that can be really a heart opening experience. Or perhaps, you know, if you're in a relationship, a love-based relationship, and uh, you might remember a time where you were walking together or lying in bed together, telling each other your life stories at that moment, you're probably, your heart is probably very open to receiving the energy of that other being, holding them with your heart, with that compassion, with that loving kindness. So we turn and we meet the present moment with that same warmth, with that same open-heartedness. We open our heart with that same embrace to each, each sensation of the experience of breathing. Noticing each subtle sensation of the breath as it moves through the body. And we open our heart the way we would open our heart when meeting a friend that we haven't seen in a long time. Then we actually go through the body, not a thorough body scan, but we just briefly touch in and hold each sensation of the body as if we were holding a kitten. Then we again turn and open our heart 
to every sound that's arising. Whether it's the sound of a jackhammer next door, or the neighbors singing karaoke to the Beatles songs, destroying our favorite songs, or if it's a bird song or the crickets, we open our heart to that experience. Then we take in the visual field, the dis dazzling display of shadow, color, light, and space. And we open our heart to the visual field in the same way we open our heart when we're connecting very deeply to our loved one. Then we turn again and we look and see and experience any emotions or feelings that are arising in the present moment. And we open our heart to that experience as well. Whether it's a feeling of warmth or bliss or joy or an experience of sadness or anger or fear, we open our heart to all of that. So here we see why this move requires a great deal of bravery. Because here we're not picking and choosing. Oh, I'll open my heart to that, but uh, not so much of that. Because that gets into that pushing away discomfort and grasping at comfort. Here in this practice, we're opening our heart to the entire present moment experience. And in that move, we harmonize the opposites of light and dark. We harmonize the opposites of good and bad. So when we do this, again, we release the energy that's there in our awareness, that's there in our body, in our mind, in our heart. We release that energy of struggle. We release that energy that's so uh, necessary for the pushing away of discomfort. And it becomes sort of a feedback loop if you will, because the energy that's there that we've been using to keep that this discomfort at bay becomes released into awareness. We use that awareness to open our heart to more of our experience. And we notice there's a little bit more struggle. We may not have even noticed that before. Oh, I'm holding my body in a certain way so I don't feel this tension in my shoulder. Oh, I don't need to do that. Ah, that energy then gets released and we can use that for more present moment awareness, more opening the heart. Oh, I don't need to push away the sound of the jackhammer next door. I can open my heart to that. Ah, then that energy that was used to push that away becomes available for our present moment awareness. Oh. I can open my heart to the itch on my nose. I don't have to try to push that away. Ah. 
the itch is still there, but there's no resistance against it anymore. And so this is how it works. This is how this opening the heart benefits us in a very pragmatic way. We get more energy, more awareness, more acceptance. And so I've been mentioning here the sensory experiences, opening our heart to these sensory experiences. And as I've been pointing out through example, uh, that allows us to cultivate a heightened sense of awareness and attention. We then start to notice the type of thoughts that we have. We start to be able to open our heart to pleasant and unpleasant thoughts. Say, oh, that's just my mind. I can think those unpleasant thoughts. I don't have to act on them. I don't have to respond to them. But I can notice them and let them go. I don't judge it. And that non-judging quality is very, very important in meditation. We might have beautiful thoughts, lovely thoughts. Again, we don't judge those either. Because that judging that leads to clinging. Oh, I want to think about that. And we're off in thought. We're not meditating anymore. Thoughts arise. We open our heart to the thinking process itself. That lets the thoughts go. Doesn't matter if there are thoughts about you know, childhood trauma, or thoughts about a car accident we had last week, or thoughts about the politicians that we hate, thoughts about the politicians that we like, doesn't matter. They arise, so, oh, open my heart to that. Then they will dissolve. Thoughts only have the power to distract us when we forget their thoughts. When we mistake them to be reality themselves. Then they hypnotize us and they take us away on their storyline. They take us away on a journey out of the present moment awareness and into the thought. So we open our heart to our thinking process. And as we do that, the more we do that, the more we practice that, we start to have more attention and awareness to the types of thoughts that were previously unavailable to us. The types of thoughts which contain our wounds. And Carl Jung called these thoughts our shadow. These unconscious thoughts laced with our wounds which control our actions more or less. They, they control our actions because they are unconscious. The more we practice opening our heart to our minds, to our thought process, the more available these thoughts laced with our wounds become. And we're allowed to see more and more of our heart. We're allowed to experience more and more of our mind, more honestly. 
yet we remain in non-judgment. And so here's where this practicing of opening the heart fuels our self-compassion, fuels our loving-kindness for ourself, becomes the fuel for equanimity. And so the deeper we practice this opening the heart to the present moment, we see ourselves through the eyes of non-judgment. The more we can do that, the more we allow ourselves to experience others through the eyes of non-judgment. Each time we go into this meditation practice and we open our heart, we experience ourself, we see very clearly our own mind. We see very clearly our own heart, the darknesses and the light, the anger and the love. And we see very clearly how our mind gets snagged on those hooks. And as we slowly, gently, with self-compassion, begin to unhook ourselves, we see how others get so easily caught because that's just how we were caught not that long ago. And perhaps those people, they've never meditated maybe, or they've never heard a talk like this, or they've never read a book that's mindful or heartful. So they don't have the tools in their toolbox that we have. And so we can see with compassion our fellow human beings that are caught in the mind of anger, that are caught in the mind of hatred, that are caught in the judging mind. Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? It is. it is. It is a wonderful practice. It's a beautiful practice, meditating through the sensory experience of breath, body, the aural field, the visual field, noticing any feelings or emotions, and then opening our hearts to the present moment experience. This is a beautiful practice. It is a practice. And so if you're listening to this talk today, and <clears throat> hopefully maybe getting inspired, you take up a practice like this, and maybe after a week or two, you think, oh, I can't do this, or this isn't working for me. Self-compassion. It is our habit as human beings in our current evolutionary state to be judging of the present moment, to not open our heart to the things we find uncomfortable, to not want to open our heart 
to the aspects of our experience that we find distasteful. That's our human condition. So the idea that we can just <clears throat> do this automatically after a week or two of practice is not really um, realistic. It's like somebody taking up a piano and learning to play Mozart's Moonlight Sonata after one or two lessons. Or like taking up a new language and expecting to be fluent after a week or two of practice. Doesn't really ever work that way. So recognize that this is a delicate practice. It does take uh, consistent effort in meditation, in turning and witnessing our experience and opening our heart to that experience. So practice the method rather than expect the results from the method. You have to practice the method to receive the results. I mention this because oftentimes people get frustrated in meditation. They say, oh, I can't do this. It's not working for me. Anytime frustration arises in meditation, whether it's this meditation practice or any meditation practice, it's indicative of one expecting the results before practicing the method to get to the results. That's like me going to the gym and looking at my arms and saying, oh, why aren't my arms big? <laughs> and I haven't lifted any weights yet. Right, that's another example of expecting the results before doing the method to get to the results. So show up to the meditation, practice the method, and then eventually the results appear. Now, back here at the same time on Sunday evening if you're in the States or Monday morning if you're here in Asia, I'll be guiding a meditation the traditional way, where we go into the breath, the body, all of the sensory experience, noticing our emotions and feelings, and then we'll open our heart. That's the traditional Tibetan method of this practice. Then after that, in the following episode, a week from today, I'll be offering the trauma-sensitive mindfulness approach, where we start with the sounds, we start outside the body, with the sounds, then coming back into the body, and then emotions, feelings, and then we open our heart. So I offer, and with all of the practices that I teach, I like to offer the traditional method and the trauma-sensitive method uh, as a way of allowing meditation practice, these, these practices that I teach, and any practice that I know, allowing it to be accessible to everyone. Isn't it wonderful? The lights have come right back on at just the right time. So thank you very much for joining me for today's Dharma talk on opening our heart to the present moment. 
I hope you will join me uh, after the weekend uh, for the guided meditation episode of this. Uh, by the way, if you'd like a PDF copy of my book, Such Sweet Thunder, where I go through each stage of the practice very systematically, uh, send me a message. Happy to send out PDF copies of the book. If you'd like a traditional copy of the book, whether it's paperback or ebook, uh, you can find that on my website, www.suchsweetthunder.org. So I think that's all I want to say today. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay clean. Wear your masks, wash your hands, do whatever you need to do uh, to, to be well in this time, this very, very precarious time. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you on Monday or Sunday. <laughs> Thank you.